Greetings, glorious humans, gentle ladies, lad men, ladies and gentlemen, dreamers and dreams alike, and welcome to the Devolver Digital Forecast here at forecast.devolverdigital.com. Hi, I'm your co-host, JM. And I'm your co-host, Robbie. And uh, hello, everyone. How's life? How are you doing, JM? <laughs> I'm okay, Robbie. I'm all right. You've been a little uh, bit under the weather. We shan't dwell been, on it. <clears throat> been a little under the weather, yeah. Um, but, you know, not as literally under the weather as some right now, so... That's very true. There's some okay. weird, some weird actual weather going on at the moment. Podcasts from the end of the world, brought to you by Devolver Digital. It's what we had always intended this to be. <laughs> uh, you want to know a weird thought I have, Robbie? Oh, yes, please. Sometimes I wonder what's going to be graffitoed on the side of buildings as the water rises. Like, what are going to be the last pieces of art that people are like, fuck it, as like, uh, the water right. is rising? I mean, I would expect nothing less from the human race than <clears throat> a huge amount of crudely drawn penises. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing these that's the thing video games always get wrong about post apocalyptic <laughs> environments isn't it there's always graffiti like no hope here and stuff like this yeah or like fuck <clears throat> Which the is government fine. and it's like yeah <laughs> i'm pretty sure people would just deface billboards with cocks and mustaches just like, like they if, always have done like if you're in a left for dead and you come up and you see like all the graffiti that's normally there but yeah. like every one of them also has like something crossed out in the word balls written in <laughs> yeah <laughs> they eat your brains <laughs> balls yeah. Huh. Yeah. and then someone else is like you know in like in marker like you fucking idiot this is serious yeah oh yeah the little the little graffiti arguments like you used to see yeah. in toilet stalls and stuff I bet there's a lot more of that than we remember in movies and games, too, though. Like, I bet people have a lot of fun writing that shit. Oh, man. I, I think I was, uh, I think a guy named Andy Kelly, he's a friend of mine, he, he writes for PC Gamer. And I'm pretty sure he did a feature about um, the graffiti. I think it was specifically in Alien Isolation. Yeah. Um. And it was like a whole feature just about how, like, who wrote this? Why did they, <laughs> like, <laughs> why, what was the thought process here? What was this person thinking when they decided to write this on the wall yeah. of this cafeteria? And, uh, yeah, it's very funny. I've always, and ever since, I mean, I think I've always paid m more attention to that kind of graffiti than perhaps is often intended, you know, unless it's mm. like obviously signposted. You yeah. know, and it's just kind of part of the environment or whatever. Like, you have NPCs just milling around in open world games and stuff. Yeah. The graffiti always, like, I always have to read all of it because, yeah, I don't know, it just it always makes me laugh. Oh, yeah. No, it's super interesting. <clears throat> I mean, I think just like anybody who does real graffiti, I think that I, I like to hope that at least a large portion of the artists that get to do that kind of environmental storytelling are like, I hope somebody looks into this tiny fucking corner and sees yeah. these tiny fucking words over here. Yeah. I wonder if any video games have actually worked with graffiti artists on their street art or their street artists on the street art in their games. Yeah, I don't know. And obviously I mean I'm not referencing Mark Echo's getting up. 
No. no. <laughs> because why Obviously. the fuck would I? <laughs> why the fuck would anyone? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> gotta start somewhere, Robbie. Gotta we all gotta somewhere. start somewhere. That's true. Um, speaking of starting somewhere, I have recently started playing Metal Gear Solid Five. I think I, oh. I think I talked about playing the other games recently. You mentioned Metal Gears. Yeah, I've just started playing uh, Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain, and uh, it's really good. I <laughs> like it. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Um, yeah. In all, yeah, all of the worst ways, um, you know, uh, that uh, Kojima wields his directorial power, but yeah. it's also really incredible in so many gameplay ways. You know, just like the little things you can do. But it's it's fun. It's like it's really different from other game from the other Metal Gear games. It's more of a sandbox. Um, yeah, and. It's kind of snackable. You can just kind of hop in, you know, choose some things to do, yeah. tinker around a bit, and then and then that's it. It's like there is a story, but you know, I mean, it's Kojima, so it makes no fucking sense anyway. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's good. I'm enjoying it. It looks really nice as well. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. So I've been enjoying that. Oh, and I just I played. I just finished Little Nightmares Two as well. Oh, how was it? <clears throat> Yeah, I didn't love it. it. Did you play the first one? You're describing how I felt about the first one. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I th- I thought the first one was nice. I thought it looked gorgeous, and you know I yeah. like the. I I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff, like slightly scary fairy tale. Yeah, you know, um, but uh, and the first one was fine. I was you yeah. Know, it, look, it looked nice. It had some cool moments. Uh, didn't outstay yeah. its welcome. That was it. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not sure it warranted a sequel. And based on playing, I was it, surprised on that. Yeah, based on playing it, I, I don't think it really justifies its existence. I bet a lot of people, like the kind of people that collect spooky dolls, really love that game. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way. No, I mean, like. But it's that, you know, Tim Burton, if you like Tim Burton, then you probably, you know, and you played like the Alice games and things like that, like, you'll you'll love, you'll love this. I think um, for me, the the play mechanics were pretty weak. Yeah, the platforming is awful. Like, like it's that slightly 3D platforming, which doesn't enhance the game fucking ever. No. Uh, Unless you just make it so that it doesn't matter. Yeah, and, like it's just a, like a visual novelty, which would have been fine. But like, there's so many times where like that little like half inch depth of field on your monitor is yeah. life and death in put stupid it, ways. I mean, yeah, put it this way <clears throat> that it's it's supposed to be sort of like, a you know, kind of a, a twee kind of interesting uh, arty indie Diorama, game, you know, yeah. Di- yeah, type thing. Um, it's the first game <laughs> in a very 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 long time that i i actually threw my controller <laughs> no shit <laughs> i genuinely got so enraged at one point that i had to throw my controller on the ground <laughs> yeah 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 i can see that <laughs> but it's it's cute i think it's i think it, yeah i'm surprised they made a sequel um, i'm not shocked that it's more of the same good for them though because I, I i assume there's a lot of people that wanted a sequel yeah, I think it sold really well as well. So, yeah. no, all good yeah. for that's just a little studio, you know, in Sweden. So, yeah, all, good, good for them to see yeah. some some 
strong commercial success means that they get to keep making more stuff yeah. like that. So that's cool. And it's cool that it, it's, yeah, I don't resent that it exists at all. It's no, really no. cool. I probably would have liked it more if I hadn't just played Inside. Mm, I've not played like a that month yet. or two. Oh my God. I know, you, I know. What? Everyone tells you me. What? Oh my God, dude. Oh my God. Oh my God, dude. I showed my, I showed my partner uh, the end of, of that game the other day. I was like, do you know how Inside, have you seen Inside? She's like, yeah, I've seen it. I played a little. I didn't really play it. Like it's too, because the deaths in Inside are so fucking gruesome. Every time mm-hmm. that kid got dies, it's unpleasant. It's viscerally, yeah. like it's so good. Like you don't want that kid to fucking die. Yeah. Uh, like it's, and it's, it it's so intense. Uh, and I was like, you don't know. So she couldn't play it. And, and I was like, you don't know how it ends? And she's like, no. So I, I made her watch it. I, I showed her a video. She was happy to see it. and. Uh, yeah, it was. She was like, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, I definitely. Need to oh, play dude. It. Yeah, you should play inside the the. Basically, the opposite of how I feel about Little Nightmares. Like the the gameplay is really cool. Some of the puzzles are super fucking cool. Um, yeah, you should you should play inside. You should whatever they're charging for it right now is worth it. It's oh my god! Ah, oh, I'm gonna be. Follow up. Okay. Has played inside. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, um, speaking of really good games that we uh-huh. love to recommend people, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this week we have a topic for our podcast, and that topic is movie games. We talked about video games that have been turned into films. Uh, okay, yeah. And that was fun. And, you know, some of them are better than others. They're some of what? Bad, oh, the, the games, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, I thought it would be fun to turn that spotlight around and uh, shine a light on the movie franchises that have uh been adapted into video games and how they've managed to do that uh mm-hmm. so how do you want to do this should we take it in turns should we have a little a tete robbie why are you saying that like we have ever had any other kind of format okay i'll go first then <laughs> <laughs> robbie i think this week we shall shout them at each other simultaneously <laughs> but in a language of our choosing and maybe even of our own imagination sounds brilliant i can't wait all right i'll go first then um so the first game i would like to talk about uh the first movie game on my list uh is alien trilogy on the PS1. Burke, we've lost contact with the colony on LV-426. Take Gorman and his team to investigate. We don't want anyone to learn that the company has deliberately infected colonists in order to smuggle alien specimens past ICC quarantine. Yes, sir. It's imperative that you get Ripley to trust you. She's familiar with the Xenomorph, and we may need her help to bring one out alive. Understood. All right, understand this. The Bioweapons Division has orders to eliminate anyone who attempts to interfere. Obviously, they won't be aware of your team's mission.
asked Ripley. play this no it's called alien trilogy yeah no it's called alien trilogy so it's called alien trilogy because it is it's weird actually it's called alien trilogy but it's not actually the story of the alien trilogy no no it's the story of uh ripley you play as ripley of course um but she is so uh, she's bald like she is in Alien 3, uh-huh. but obviously she dies at the end of Alien 3. Spoilers, right. sorry. Um, so it's difficult to know exactly when <laughs> this occurs in the timeline because it's sort of impossible. Um, but anyway, um, that's beyond the point. This is a game inspired by the movies. That's what I was getting to. So Ripley is kind of like a, she's kind of a badass she's sort of a soul you know kind of a badass soldier she's kind of like a marine in the game rather than uh you know the the human she being the f- she started as yeah what was fucking, what was she she's a fucking co-captain the, or, uh, she was uh, a pilot wasn't she she was the pilot she's, a pilot. Of, she's a, oh, that's right she's the pilot she's the pilot yeah. of the nostromo she's yes. a fucking working class yes blue collar blue collar uh, american minor yeah um yeah. oh man talk about i just <laughs> so, got excited about that movie it's so good oh man alien is the best so um uh yeah so you play as ripley um but you kind of so the game opens oh man the game is so cool it has has an opening uh cinematic uh th- 3d uh cg cinematic which is kind of like when the marines first land on lv426 in aliens mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they come down in the drop ship and the and the tank rolls out and then the marines go into the um mm-hmm. to the facility and stuff but then somehow or another <clears throat> i can't remember exactly what happens but uh it turns out you as ripley have to go in before the marines and clear out some barricades that you know yeah. the um uh the terraformers have put in there to protect them from the aliens obviously they're all dead yeah so it kind of starts in um in that facility from aliens then the second part of the game you go to uh fury 161 from alien 3 and you're in the prison uh-huh. and then the third part of the game uh you're actually in the alien spaceship or like the the bone ship thing right. from the original alien so it's kind of so you get to go to all the locations and is all it the diff- first person or is it a yeah it's an fps oh, it's yeah it's like okay. it, it's very it's like doom but slower um okay but it looks really cool <laughs> like yeah it's got really good atmosphere the music is cool um it uses so it's a 3d uh polygon um like environment and then the all the the um enemies and things are all just 2d sprites but it works really well um it's kind of got that classic 90s fps vibe to it and it's got really nice i really love the art 
on the uh, hands holding the weapon because it looks really hand drawn, which is kind yeah. of different from everything else in the game. And the uh, the shotgun in particular looks really really good. Hmm. But it's pretty cool. Like if you're a fan, when I first got it, it were it came out. When did it come out? 1996. Um, and it was kind of like around the time. I guess it's around the time when the fourth movie came out, I guess. Therefore, rendering <laughs> the title <laughs> completely irrelevant. But it was one of the first games I got with my PlayStation when I was a kid. And, um, God, I played it to death. I think I actually gave myself motion sickness. <laughs> I didn't... <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if that's actually technically possible. <laughs> but... yeah. I think I played it so much that it made me it made me feel weird after a while because I played it so much. Maybe it was just being in all those dark corridors with facehuggers jumping at me. Yeah, I mean it's the '90s, so your like nose was probably pressed to the screen too. Oh, a hundred percent on my tiny little CRT monitor. Oh man, it was the best. But it was really cool, and like it had, um, it had typical kind of like game video game levels that you know had nothing to do with the story like resupply levels which i think is actually really cool like it's a little bonus level where you have like two minutes to run around a level and it's just a resupply mission so you're just like grabbing weapons and ammo and stuff like that yeah and then that's your that's you geared up for the next few levels or whatever yeah i enjoy stuff like that but yeah i i it's not I'm surprised more people don't talk about it because I think it's really good. And uh, I think I like it because it's just really, it feels authentic. Like, it feels like the people that made it really love aliens and just wanted to make a game that they were really inspired by, like, and just included, you know, all the references to the films and stuff um, whilst also making it a pretty fun game. I liked it. Hmm. But I think it goes hmm. to show that it is possible to make a game based on a movie franchise if you actually give a shit. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. What's your I, pick? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, thanks for... Uh, thanks. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, when you say alien game, there are so many alien games that have been out over the years. Yeah. Uh, my first memory is Aliens on the Commodore 64. Not my first memory, but my first you know, memory of an alien game. Yeah. And uh, I remember we couldn't get past the first level because uh, you have this, like, you have to land the spaceship on the planet first. And you've got this, like, shitty targeting software. And it's <laughs> it's the targeting software that the lady on the dropship has. Oh! The, in the pipe, five by five, lady. Yeah. Uh, and she, uh, so it's Spunk that software. Spunk Meyer. yeah. That's the other But guy. if you... Uh, if you uh if you like hit any direction at all like then like the old game like would make it impossible so you had to like try to not move basically the randomization was based on your inputs so <laughs> if you the less you did the better it went for you but you have to eventually start moving it was, it was impossible oh and i never beat I, it so i never played that game i vaguely remember that though now you've mentioned yeah. that first level i must have played the same first level and then just struck it's... it from my memory it's fucking impossible. But uh, Alien vs. Predator is fucking sick.
Was that on, was that the one for Jaguar? I did not have a Jaguar. <laughs> Are or you Jaguar. sure? I thought I thought that's I what the no J. Jaguar. I thought that's what the J stood for. I thought your your full name was Jaguar Man. <laughs> Jaguar Man. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, um, yeah, it was, uh, I don't know what it was. No, it's on PC, I think. Um, it was yeah, an FPS, was... but you could play as the Marines, the Colonial Marines, or the the Xenomorph, or the Predator. Yeah. And they were all super fucking different, and I loved to play. I could only play as the Alien, because that was, first of all, the coolest, because it mm. was, the, you know, as far as FPSs, you didn't get a lot of opportunities to explore games, maybe the way we do these days. Yeah. Like, these days, like, oh, an FPS where you can walk on the walls. It's like, cool. Like, <laughs> that's cool. But uh, I think this is the first time that I remember really getting to do it. And, yeah, it was so cool, like, busting through air dunks and being on the ceiling and getting to, like, be stealthy and, like, actually inhabit the alien. Very carrion uh, yeah. in its emotional did, lived experience. Did it have, like, um, if I remember correctly, did it have, like, a different, did it have, like, a warped kind of, like, fisheye? Yeah, camera not perspective gr- as well, or something like that. Yeah, the uh, the alien and the predator both had different view modes that you mm. could switch between. Because by this point, uh, it, Predator Two them. had come out. Yeah, right. And I can't remember what the aliens were. Like it was a little more primal, and everything was like raw colors. Yeah. Um, and then the predator had like all the best shit. Like his weapons were all OP, and of course, uh, yeah. It's a bit mad making the predator a playable character <laughs> in a game really especially so cool. involving humans yeah because yeah. like i mean it's the predator <laughs> like yeah it's established very firmly in the movies that predators yeah. are really fucking hard to kill yeah well and you could play online too so like different people would choose the different you know classes or whatever yeah oh, that man, was that cool was cool yeah the alien, the alien franchise, I think, has lent itself to some really fucking good games. Yeah, it's. Just, I mean, it's just yeah. an interesting conceit, anyway, isn't it? I think. I'm sure. I mean, it's lent itself to a lot of games. I, I wouldn't. I don't know if they're actually any good. Most of them. Uh, alien Isolation's good. It's a bit long. Yeah. It's a bit long, but it's really good. It gets I think I got the. It. it get. It gets the um, atmosphere spot on. Yeah. Yeah. My first choice is uh, a game I barely remember because I haven't played that many movie to video game adaptations. It turns out, mm. so I don't know. I was just racking my brain, and um, <clears throat> I think it's on the NES. the The Batman game on the NES. I want to say it's like oh, nineteen ninety six yeah. or something like that. Yes. <laughs> uh, one of my first memories of a video game also the first my first experience with wall jumping yep in a video game which i thought was just the most phenomenal thing in the world (laughs) Uh, i was like why does like i would basically if other games didn't have wall jumping from then on out i was like i'm not gonna play you i have no interest in this like if this is a platformer without wall jumping get out of here (laughs) what's on your walls that's like Playing those original kind of old superhero games where... Because, like, that's so exciting, you know, when you're a kid Mm -hmm. and, like, being... And it's like, holy fuck, I can be Batman. (laughs) Yeah. 
I felt the same way, just a very slight tangent, but when uh, the Amazing Spider-Man came out on the Mega Drive, Sega Genesis, in the 90s, and it was like, you're Spider-Man, and you could literally climb up the buildings, and you had like (laughs) a web sling, you know, you could swing on your web and stuff. I just thought, it doesn't get any better than this. It's fucking incredible. I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I can climb up the walls and like you climb in the windows from the outside and then you're in the buildings. What? That's amazing. <laughs> anyway, that was what I thought about Spider-Man. But yeah, Batman. I never had Batman on the NES, but I remember uh, Batman. I remember it. I think it was yeah. maybe the sa- the same game that was on like... The C sixty four or something was it the same one? Maybe I don't. I don't know. I don't think the Commodore could run. I think it was just NES. Right. Um. Yeah. There's also it, a really good Batman Returns game. Oh, the I ba- remember. Yeah. On like a three eighty on the three eighty six. Yeah, I remember the Batman Returns game. Are these those games as well where it's like when you were a kid, you remember them being so fucking hard and just like playing them forever. And then now you go on YouTube and there's like a, a full playthrough that's like 16 minutes long. So one of the one of the games I was looking up was another one I barely remembered and it was the Goonies game. And Whoa. I looked up a gameplay and it ended up like I remembered it being this weird, insane platformer and it's I think it's super insane because it's just a bunch of mice as the enemies. Anyway, <laughs> uh, it's fucking goofy. Um, but like, yeah, the whole playthrough is like 26 minutes. I'm like, really? But also, like, watching that, that game was so fucking obtuse. Oh like, man, things so that person, like, it was just like, it was weird. I was like, why? <laughs> How was anyone meant to intuit any of this? I mean, I assume it came with a manual, but even still, like, it was just. I was like, what the fuck is this game? But yeah, people probably forget that oftentimes the manual was the only thing that kind of tied <laughs> what the actual game is to the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You had to read it to be like, oh, okay. I, yeah. I've never heard of the Goonies game. I've never even seen it before. It's, it's, it's bad. I mean, <laughs> uh, it looked bad. Wow. I do remember the Batman game. I remember the Batman Returns game more vividly, I think. Yeah. But the thing was, I didn't have an, an NES when I was a kid. My my best friend Ian did, so I would yeah. go to his and play. So the only games I ever played on NES when I was a kid were whatever he had. That's. I mean, did he have good taste? Uh, well, one of them is on my list, <laughs> so hit it, Robbie. We'll have to we'll have to decide. Oh, shall I go for it now? Oh, whichever one you want to do. Oh well, yeah. Why not? I can kind I of want to talk about how I don't remember the Batman games. So <laughs> <laughs> well, see if you remember this one. Um, this one was uh, Gremlins Two, which came out in nineteen ninety. Just as terrifying. Gremlins 2, the new batch, the sequel to one of the highest grossing movies in Warner Brothers history. 
Sunsoft is bringing this summer's hottest movie to video games with Gremlins 2, the new batch, the video game for the Nintendo Entertainment System. This exciting game stars Gizmo the Mogwai. And as you know, there are three things you must never do to a Mogwai. Don't let them uh, get exposed to bright light. Never feed them after midnight. You can't get them wet. Or something terrible will happen. In the Gremlins 2 video game, Gizmo battles his evil spawn, the Gremlins. And because it's from Sunsoft, you know this game features an incredible storyline, the most challenging gameplay, and the Sunsoft trademark. Graphics that practically burst from the screen. But even more, this game packs awesome kid appeal through the fantastic pulling power the Gremlins movie has among kids. Add to this a bold new print campaign and 30-second TV inspired by the movie. Video game players everywhere will be fighting to get this game. Is that the isometric one where you're like running around the mall and you gotta collect like red balloons or some shit? No, that could have nope. been maybe that could have been a Gremlins game, maybe on a different system, or maybe it was yeah. like the first Gremlins game. I don't know. Is that one you had? I played one. Let me let me go ahead and look. Yeah, this is it's it's not quite isometric, but this is what I was. No, it's isometric. Yeah, Gremlins two, the new batch. Yeah, where you're Gizmo and you're running around this insane place. Yeah, go on, go on, Robbie. <laughs> well, it was um it 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 was Gizmo running around an insane place, but it kind of tied itself to the movie quite well. I thought. Like, at the beginning of the game, uh, Gizmo's, like, the old man who owns Gizmo, he dies, and then mm -hmm. Gizmo ends up in an office. <laughs> right. I mean, <laughs> like the movie. they hotshot it slightly. I don't think uh, it's even clear that um, Billy finds you, but um, I mean, anyway. it's, it, they assumed you've seen the movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um you know, you you're probably already a pretty big Gremlins fan. You know, if you're buy if you're going out and buying, or you're yeah. asking your parents to buy you the Gremlins game when you're a kid, yeah, or rent it. Yeah, oh yeah, probably rented it actually. But anyway, my friend Ian had it, and this is where uh, all of my memories come from. Um, playing it in his living room, and man, I w I went on to YouTube to watch a video of it, and the memories that came flooding back yeah just like as soon as i heard the music the music in that game is so good it's unique to the game i don't think they use any music from the films or like probably not or like gizmo's whistle or anything like that but um oh man it's so good but what's so cool about it is that like the i mean the levels are just your standard like rock hard ridiculous nes levels full of like traps and fireballs and spikes and all that kind of shit yeah but like the little animated gizmo is really cool and yeah. all of the um the different gremlins that are in it as well yeah they actually get like the they get across the variety of gremlins that is kind of you know uh a, a, a trademark of the movie 
yeah the fact that they're all really diversified so i've i've written down the ones that um that i could remember on here so is this a list within a list robbie it is a list within a list and this list is gremlins list (laughs) (laughs) why do we even need poets anymore (laughs) so there was there was a fire breathing gremlin in the game in the game there's a, a fire breathing gremlin there's gremlin on a skateboard uh mm-hmm. there's gremlins flying around with the helicopter hats sure uh there's a jumping gremlin mm-hmm. uh there's bat gremlins mm-hmm. there's uh a tornado <laughs> this is my favorite one there's a, a gremlin that uh spins like tasmanian devil like mm-hmm. a little tornado and when he does that he fires out top hats sure <laughs> that sounds like they had a lot of fun making this yeah i thought it was really cool and then and then the boss the bosses so you have to fight uh mohawk uh three times i think and the first time you fight him he just comes out and he's just like attack he just you know tries to grab you and you just have to hit him the yeah. second time you fight him he's got uh i think he's got like a nerf gun or something and he's shooting at you and then the third time you fight him, he's the spider. Nice. But by oh, the t- by, by the third time you fight him, you've collected all of the bits you need to make the bow and arrow, and mm-hmm. uh, like with the paper clip and the rubber band and the match. And then mm-hmm. uh, you basically can shoot like fireballs at him. Yeah, it's so cool. But the coolest thing uh, is one of the boss fights is the um, electricity gremlin. Uh-huh. that comes out of the phone or whatever it is oh man yeah. it's so good so good and the animation like the characters are all like the sprites are really big the yeah. animation is really good and fuck me go on youtube and watch the ending credits because yeah yeah because they do it's all you know nes 8-bit um animation so it's pretty crude but it looks great and they actually animate uh the gremlins melting <laughs> like they do at the end of the movie nice oh so cool man that yeah, was a great beautiful. game i loved that game really loved it i remember finishing it at my friend ian's house nice i never finished it i think we rented it and i never finished it oh so good and there was a really cool level in it as well so the levels uh were kind kind of like tried i think they tried to reflect you know some of the scenes from the movie within the levels themselves and i remember there was one level it might be the level where you have to fight the electricity guy but anyway the uh the level was like you actually go through the sets you know from the tv shows that they film so you go through the kitchen and i think you go you definitely go through the the graveyard where uh grandpa what's his face does the b movie horror oh show. yeah 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 that's right yeah it's such a good movie yeah it's so good it's one of the best movies of all time oh it's fucking brilliant and the yeah and anyway the game is really fun as well i mean i think probably if you played it now you would tear your hair out because it's you know yeah a, one of those horrible nes games but it just looks great and it sounded great as well yeah, it's uh, real gorgeous. Yeah. If, uh, I wonder if they've got it on the Nintendo, uh, the Switch thing. Oh, maybe. 
Yeah. Maybe they're going to announce it in the Nintendo Direct. <laughs> yeah, probably. Oh, you'll that be happened listening two days ago. Yeah. Did they announce it, listeners? Let us know. <laughs> let us know in the comments. <laughs> Otherwise, this will be real awkward on Thursday. Uh, so yeah, so Gremlins. Do you have any nice. other memories of Gremlins games? It sounded like you you had a different one. Uh, no, that was that it was that game. Oh, it was uh, that one. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was that one. Um, yeah, uh, I barely remember playing it. It, it. I'm watching it now. It's actually very pretty, and it reminds me of just how good like the art is when people are just like, "Did we talk about this?" Yeah, I can't working remember if this within is the constraints of the system. Yeah, working within the constraints versus like dumbing down yeah. their own work. You know, and the difference between that and yeah, like you really see people pushing the envelope of what they can do. Yeah, uh, I mean the the gizmo sprite is beautiful. It's super cute, and it beautiful. has that weird, really dry, like style of back then. Like, because pixel art wasn't art. Nobody called it fucking pixel art. Yeah, uh, you know, it was just the meat. Like, it was just pixels. It was just yeah. you know what you had to work with. Yeah, sprites, and uh, so yeah, it's just it's just gorgeous. It's brilliant. And I think it, the fact that, okay, because you talked about Batman on the NES and then I've talked yeah. about Gremlins 2 on the NES and it's like a, both both of those, so Batman and I think Mohawk from the Gremlins 2 game, uh, NECA, who make really cool uh, like collectible action figures, uh-huh. uh, they've made specifically uh, action figures based on Batman from the NES game and Mohawk from the Gremlins 2 NES game. Nice. And it's like, you know, like in the colors that they yeah. are, you know, used to kind of show show uh yeah, to how they how they use their 8-bit art techniques to create these characters and you can actually get them as action figures. I think that's really cool. And it just nice. shows how like yeah, like you were saying, just how how iconic things could be back then, even with such like limited palette and limited tools. Yeah. Like to the to the fact that you could yeah still look at that little gizmo sprite now and go, oh that's great that's gizmo like you know it's like yeah it's totally there it doesn't need to be any more detailed than it already is. Speaking of shit that I love, (laughs) Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Whoa. It was a quiet Saturday morning. Zelensky, give it a rest, it's Saturday! Professor Wayne Zelensky was hard at work on his new invention. This thing works, it'll put us right up there with the invention of electricity. That didn't quite work. Did you get the machine to work? A few more bucks to get out. Then something quite unexpected happened. Where are the kids? I haven't seen him since I left this morning. It shrunk the kids. Nick, what happened? It works. Diane, I got something real important to tell you. Are you trying to tell me the machine works? Do the kids know? Well, yeah, the kids know. That's great. It's not that great. Why? I shrunk the kids. And the Thompson kids, too. They're about this big. Threw them out with the trash. Ah! What? They're in the backyard. Walt Disney Pictures presents The Last Frontier. Dad can fix us, right, Nick? Sprinklers! I'll tell you their size. It's a jungle out there. Nikki, get out of there! Help! 
Now, while the professor is looking for the kids... Just gotta keep our eyes open. They're taking matters into their own hands. I say that Anne is ours! Unlocked! They better behave themselves. Something's very weird here. What is it? Rick Moranis is Professor Wayne Zielinski. Are you saying that that machine blew, blew up? up my kid? No, oh, no, 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 no. If the machine no. had blown up the kids, there'd be pieces of them everywhere. Wayne, did you report some missing children? Oh, there must be some mistake. Ours are in the backyard. Right, honey? Honey, I shrunk the kids. We're all the size of boogers. I did not even know this was a game. I don't think it is. And I'm fucking angry about it, Robbie. Oh. <laughs> Why isn't there a game about Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Is oh. there a game about Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? I don't know. I never played it, and I'm pretty sure I would have played it. Oh, yeah. I fucking would have definitely played it. What the fuck? What was Where's that my game? Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? What was that game that came out on Steam that... Gr- grounded? Is it called Grounded? Where you sort Something of, like you're in that? the gar- Yeah, you're like miniature. Yeah, you're like little people in the garden, and yeah, you fight insects and stuff. Yeah, and it's by it's by Obsidian. Yeah, what the fuck? Well, I mean, and the, even the trailer is like by that company you know for making games totally not like this. <laughs> yeah, it looked amazing. I mean, it looked basically like you know, and Valheim's popping off. Like it looked like just another one of those survival games, except super gorgeous. Why didn't I play that? Something wrong with me. Mm, I think it came out at the same time as Fall Guys, you know. Oh, that might explain it. Yeah. We had loyalties. Yeah, <laughs> we did. We did. But uh, yeah. But honey, but an actual Honey, I Shrunk the Kids game would have been fucking yeah. brilliant. No, so let's just imagine it right now. We can all imagine it. You can imagine Rick Moranis in that art style. Yeah. You know, he's all pixely, but it's clearly Rick Moranis. It's him with the big magnifying glass looking down. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I assume, man, it's hard to know what it's like to be old uh, in a culture where you don't interact with everybody else. Uh, so, like, you know, if I, it, I don't know, do our, I assume everyone's old like us, Robbie. But if that's not so. true, I assume everyone's at least familiar with the concept of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, fuck, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> Honey, uh, I Shrunk the anyway. Kids. It's, it's, if, if you imagine that game grounded, it's like that, but it was a film. Yeah. And it was yeah. way better. I don't know. We haven't played the game. No, but I, I'm assuming. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids was really good. I mean, okay, but this is also Obsidian, who are people like us who probably love Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and we're like, let's make a fucking video game where you're those kids stuck in that backyard. Yeah. I, I mean, of any studio, they're one of the ones that I trust to, yeah. to give a shit. In fact, I'm... Let's be honest, like, that's probably exactly what happened. (laughs) You know, like, they couldn't get the license, so they just made their own game. Yeah, if that's the case, more power to them. Yeah, absolutely. Go play Grounded, everybody, and watch Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. So how would you, would you put Honey, I Shrunk the Kids on NES or something like that? I I would think it would have to be, or maybe Super Nintendo. I can't remember when it came out. Mm. But, uh, yeah. I would love to see what that would look like as a as a really low spec game. 
What do you think the game modes would be in it? Would there be modes? Oh, would the be levels platforming. be platforming. Like? They'd be platforming. Just I mean, platforming. it would probably not actually be. Well, I don't know. So if it was Super Nintendo, Super Nintendo was that era of those really cute round RPGs. Yeah. Um, like where like I they were I don't know what they were doing back then, but like everything had this exquisite roundness to it. I know exactly uh, what you mean. The Jurassic Park game. Yes. I want to say, uh, so one of the ones on my list is the Adams Family. I can't oh. remember which one it is, but there's an Adams Family like that. Yes. If I'm not yep. mistaken. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and they're these, like, so that's one of mine is those Super NES, those, those round RPGs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You could also, if it was on uh, Super Nintendo, uh, you could utilize the Mode 7 chip. Was it a chip? Uh, Do you remember what? Mode 7? No. Modes, I'm sure it was called Mode 7. On the Super Nintendo? I've this wrong. It was the thing that enabled like those kind of uh, proto 3D levels in like the Super Star Wars games and stuff. Do you remember? What was it? It was, it was, uh, it was something that enabled like a 3d graphic thing <laughs> that you had to do what like physically what did you have to do with it robbie what did it look like it was in the games it wasn't like an an expanded oh it an expansion oh okay like all right here over here i think they called it the fx chip like it was in the game cartridge so like star yes. fox was the introduction yes of yes it. okay yeah i could have just said star fox and then that would have saved us all a lot of trouble <laughs> all right uh yeah the fx chip yeah we they called it the fx chip over here Um, right so they yeah so you you could use that in honey i shot the kids maybe you could be riding around on the ant yeah through the garden yeah you could also do some probably some pretty cool like shrinking and uh, oh showing growing growing yeah you'd have to do shrinking and growing for sure yeah what was the other one? They did? Honey, I blew up the kid, wasn't it? Where they made the baby giant? Yeah, they made the baby a giant. Yeah, not as good. No. Oh, now I really want to play fucking our Honey, I Shrunk the Kids game. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got next, Roberto? Um. Well. I think I will use my next pick to talk about a game which I don't think anyone else likes (laughs) or has maybe even heard of (laughs) because it's also based on a film that I don't think many people have seen. But it is about a man that most people are familiar with called Bruce Lee. heard of bruce lee <laughs> yes <laughs> okay good <laughs> i was worried for a second there so um there was a movie that came out about bruce lee's life that was called dragon the bruce lee story and for whatever reason uh someone decided that they should make a video game based on that movie um that doesn't really have anything to do with the movie at all 
but is kind of an excuse to just feature a bunch of cool Bruce Lee fights in a fighting game. And apparently, originally, it was going to be like a sort of a a Streets of Rage or a Final Fight style, like, street brawler thing. Yeah. But then they just decided to turn it into a a 1v1 or or like a traditional kind of Street Fighter Mortal Kombat fighting game. Uh, It was not a good one. Apparently, yeah. according to most people who have ever played it, which is about half a dozen as far as I can tell. But f- I was a huge Bruce Lee fan. I mean, I still am a huge Bruce Lee fan. And I loved the movie for some reason, even though Bruce Lee isn't technically even in it. It's just a man pretending to be Bruce Lee. Um, but the game, the, <laughs> the game was really cool, I thought. It was so you played as Bruce Lee, uh, and you would have to fight various characters, uh, some, some from the movie. So like the story starts, it's like chronicles Bruce Lee's life, right? So he starts as like a guy in Hong Kong, and then he gets. Yeah, we are. I, <laughs> and then he trains in martial arts, and then uh, in the movie. He gets into a fight with some uh, sailors in Hong Kong who are like... Like you do. Yeah, because, you know, they're being shitheads to the Chinese women. And Bruce Lee is like, fuck this. Um, So Bruce Lee decks them. And it's like, hell yeah. So uh, you get to do that in the game. And then uh, various other uh, things happen. But some of the cool things are you get to do some of the fights uh from the movies from his other movies bruce lee's movies so Mm. you can fight um what's his name jim kelly who's like a an american martial artist who was in one of the movies i think he was in enter the dragon um so you get to fight him you get to fight the bad guy from enter the dragon uh who else you get to fight the guy from the big boss who is the big boss Mm-hmm. Um, in the ice ice factory, I don't know if you've ever seen that film, but I think they're in an ice factory. <laughs> uh, I've never seen a Bruce Lee film. Ah, oh, well, all of this makes no sense to you then. Well, fair, yeah. <laughs> but basically, it's a Bruce Lee fighting game where, yeah, <laughs> technically, but it's technically based on a movie about Bruce Lee starring a man who is not bruce lee so in the game you are controlling a man who is pretending to be bruce lee in a film about his life maybe that's why people thought it was shit but it's a it's a little it's a little weird on the pov i guess (laughs) a little detached i am a person playing a game about a actor in a movie playing bruce lee acting in bruce lee movies pretending to fight yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of that's that is it's, I meta mean, as fuck. It's as the, the ultimate name. movie game in that respect. <laughs> is that is that what that means? I don't know. It by all accounts the game was fucking dog shit, but I really liked it. So, it's going on the list. It's on the list. Nothing I can do about it. <laughs> there is. But what you can do about it is talk about whatever is next on your list. Reign of Fire. 
Fuck Me, the Christian Bale film. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah. There was a game based on that. I feel like I must have talked about this at some point. I was worried that I have, but uh, I'll happily do it again. Uh, Yeah, there's a game based on it, and it was super fucking cool. It was on the PlayStation 1, I think. Um, It was so fucking cool. Uh, PS2 it was, apparently. uh, PlayStation 2, all right. Uh, The uh, Blink or somebody with a name like that uh, helped make it, and they also made Way of the Samurai, which is one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah, man. but yeah, it's made by them, and it, uh, so, for those who don't know, Reign of Fire was a film that came out, and, uh, it sure was. It is, it is oh, I love that fucking movie. Oh, dude, I know, that it's movie just, is it's just excellent. wild to think about it now. It really is. So it's a post-apocalypse movie, but the thing that killed all the humans is Dragon. <laughs> and, uh, what's his name? Uh, yeah, Christian Bale and... The Scottish guy from This Is Sparta. Oh, uh, Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler, yeah, Christian Bale and Gerard Butler are the is leaders Gerard of like Butler a survival. In that? Holy yeah, fuck. yeah, yeah. He's his bud. And then uh, what's his fucking name? Plays the Matthew McConaughey plays the American who shows up, <laughs> uh, and he is grotesquely American. <laughs> of course um, he is. But it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty camp i guess but it was it's a really cool movie i think um it has one of my favorite scenes in anything of all time you know where they've been like society's been destroyed they're living they're hiding in a castle because it's the safest place to hide from a fucking dragon uh they've got all their survivors and the two head dudes of the colony are storytelling for the kids and they're having a sword fight and it's like the the there's like the the dark night and i can't remember what they say but basically like they're reenacting the scene from empire strikes back uh <laughs> where luke and vader have their confrontation for the kids and they're telling it like it's a story uh because it is a story and they're they're getting to reenact like it's like you know what do you do if you're you know you got to tell kids the stories we'll tell them star wars we know star wars um <laughs> so yeah great moment but anyway the video game you can follow the humans, and you you just drive a vehicle as the humans. You like you, you. I think the first level you're in a water truck, and you have to put out fires because the dragons are like burning your crops because the dragons eat ash. Um, oh. But so you you've got these vehicle missions that you do, and you start off in you start in weaker and like you know a fire engine, which is you know no firepower whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, and then you like you know the final level you're in a tank and stuff like that. But there's all kinds of different vehicles you drive around. Um. And then, but there's two story modes. Like, there's two paths. You can do the human mode, or you can be a fucking dragon. (laughs) And fly around and fuck shit up as a dragon. And, like, there's so many cool levels. And there's one where you have to, like, rescue other dragons off of a train. Uh, And it was just super fucking good. And super fucking fun. And so I love the movie. I, I think I rented the game. And I was ready for it to be crap. You know, I was like, whatever, it's a video game based on a movie. Let's be real, nine times out of ten, it's shit. Yeah. Uh, And uh, it was really good. It was really fucking cool. And, like, it's it's cool also that the last level of, like, the the human side is really fucking hard. The last level, if you... So whichever branch you take, it's a different story. It's right. not one of those where right, it's okay. like you do one, like it, it, 
determines who wins. And if the last level is the dragons, it's just a fucking cakewalk. Uh, and it's amazing. There's like a swarm of dragons in this massive 3D environment fucking up a castle. Uh, really cool game. Oh, Love sick. It. Yeah. It's, you know, it's... I might have to watch Reign of Fire again now. Because I don't think I've seen it since, like, probably since it came out. Yeah. It's, I mean, I don't remember the last time I watched it, but I still liked it. I think it's cool. <laughs> well, I'm down. Also, I like the thematic continuation from me talking about Dragon, the Bruce Lee story, to you oh, talking about yeah. Reign of Fire. Yeah, nice. That's nice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think we've got any other segues that good. Nope. <laughs> nope, that, that's... Uh, We're all done. Somebody write it down. Wow, Reign of Fire. I always like it when, like, a game is really good regardless of the fact that it's a movie tie-in. Yeah. And I think that could be said about... Um, not this game that I'm about to talk about. Which is called Die Hard Trilogy. The most explosive game of the year, Die Hard Trilogy. Run, shoot, and drive your way through three Die Hard movies in one explosive arcade epic. Games Master says if you only buy one game this year, make it Die Hard Trilogy. The best action game you can own. The Die Hard Trilogy, now available on PlayStation from Fox Interactive and in store at CD Countdown Stockists everywhere. Did you? (laughs) Sounds bad. Did you? Did you ever play Die Hard Trilogy? I don't recall. I I don't recollect. Okay, so Die Hard Trilogy was actually made by the same people who made Alien Trilogy. (laughs) So Uh they were clearly onto something. Mm, Um, mm Hmm. Uh, but it was actually, it was actually really quite, it was actually really quite fun. Um, but it, I mean, to say it used the license, uh, creatively, I think is, uh, something of an understatement, but I thought, I, but I think they used it really well. So it was, uh, all three in this. It, so for this game, unlike Alien Trilogy, this game actually had defined sections for each of the movies all right and you played as john mcclain in all three and uh they they uh well they didn't really follow the plot so much as they just used a lot of the locations and Uh maybe some just like key elements from the movies but it was good like and it was three totally distinct games so die hard uh that game was a series of levels in the Nakatomi Plaza. It was a third-person action shooting game. So you had to go around um, all the different levels in the building, taking out the terrorists and saving hostages um, and disarming bombs and things like that. And it was pretty good. Like as a standalone game it was actually pretty good and it had like the coolest thing about it was that um it had uh loads of um i don't know if they were taken directly from the films but uh it had loads of like uh uh dialogue cues in it so he would say like when you finish the level 
he would go like yippee ki but he wouldn't say motherfucker. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then he'd be like, ho ho, I got a machine gun and stuff like that, which he doesn't say in the movie. He doesn't but say. You get the joke. Um, and uh, yeah, it was really cool. It was it was like surprisingly good for what it was. Then Die Hard Two was a light gun game. So right. yeah, so you could play it with a pad, but obviously it was shit. But um, if you if you bought a light gun, uh, then it, I mean it was basically Time Crisis, but set in Die Hard Two. All right. Um, and it was amazing. Like I mean, it had little to do with Die Hard Two outside of uh, just following the same locations from the movie. But all the locations <laughs> right. were there, like, and they're recognizable. And then. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and then you just used a light gun, which was a massive novelty back in the nineties. Uh, but it was fucking cool. What system was this? PS One. You had a light gun on your PS One. Yeah. I know, huh. right? I know. There was I one didn't... that Namco released for Time Crisis yeah. called the uh... G-Con. I think it was called. Man, it was so cool. cool. And then, anyway, for the uh, third one, uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance, in that one, you, it was a driving game, and uh, you had to drive around New York City disarming bombs, <laughs> but the way that you disarmed bombs was by crashing in, <laughs> they were all in dustbins, I think, or like garbage trucks, and you yeah. basically just had to ram into them until they exploded, and that was somehow... <laughs> disarming them sure it was brilliant but in that one um the uh again it had like the uh the voice uh acting on it um that was clearly like samuel supposed to be samuel L. jackson uh going like are you aiming for these people when you're like driving around and you know taking out <laughs> pedestrians and stuff but what was re- <laughs> it was really fun but what was really fucked up about it was that you could change the camera angle from a third person perspective to like first person driving the car and when you crashed into pedestrians it would like throw all this blood and gore all over the screen and the window wipers would start and like wipe it all off (laughs) wow yeah it was pretty gnarly uh, that's pretty insane it was pretty gnarly and yeah like none of this had anything to do with die hard but it was good (laughs) it was a fun it was a really all three games were really fun um and you could kind of like i don't know because it had like the locations and the voice acting yeah it was like enough of a link no matter how tenuous to make you just like enjoy it as you know for being diehard even though it really had nothing to do with diehard whatsoever but man that was a fun fucking game oh and then oh god another thing so at the last level as well in in die hard with a vengeance was you actually had to crash your car into a helicopter nice so you had to like hit these boost like kind of things where you like you know that would like these explosions that would fly you into the air so you could hit the helicopter as it was flying along which i don't think you get enough of in uh driving games yeah yeah that's probably fair 
Man, that was a pretty breathless description of Die Hard Trilogy. <laughs> I really liked it. <laughs> Sounds like it. I thought you were going to say that it was bad the way you first started talking about it, but okay, you ended up liking it. I mean, it's probably it's probably not vintage gaming, you know? I'm sure if you yeah. went back to it now, it would probably suck big time balls, but I remember it being really good. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all that matters. I think it was all good. That matters. Maybe it was terrible. <laughs> I don't I don't think there have been any other diehard games that I can think of, so it's the best we're going to get. <laughs> and that is the end of my case. <laughs> Johanna, what can I say against what the government has argued? It would seem that diehard is a fine game. <laughs> Oh man, that reminds me uh, of what movie does that remind me of? Shawshank Redemption? Does it? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have another pick for me, JM? I got I have some. I don't you know, it seems like we're uh we're uh, we're at our usual time mark. Uh and I've lost track of where we are uh on the old lists. I kind of have a jumble of of things. Okay. Uh I I think I should like I'm I have the correct, like, the best video game or movie-to-video game ever made, um, undeniably. Uh, but um, before that, I want to do honorable mentions to the Super Star Wars series of games. Hell yeah, those which are great. Which were incredibly difficult platformers, uh, yeah. and I don't know how I beat them all. That's insane. Um, because I've gone back and played them, and they are fucking insane. Me too. I never finished them as a kid, and uh, I damn well haven't finished them as an adult either. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in Super Empire Strikes Back, in the first level, I found a secret area where you could fall down and find, like, a secret zone with power-ups, and I rode into Nintendo Power because it wasn't in their map, and they never published it. Oh, no way! Yeah, I was very upset. Oh. Um, uh, another honorable mention is Blade Runner. Yeah, that was... Which is... Super fucking good. Really fucking good. Yeah, I was Super really going to... Super PC game. I was going to put it on my list, but I just... I thought you might put it on yours, so I didn't. <laughs> uh, I, uh, yeah, mine's a jumble, and I realized, like, some of these games... No, all good. Like, we should do a uh, whole episode about Blade Runner. That game fucking rules. I need to play it again. It was good. It was one of those games where I didn't realize that I could upgrade something until the end of the fucking game. Ah, oh, no way. Uh, like, the original Fallout, I didn't know you could get partners, like, teammates. Yeah. Uh, also in, in Blade Runner you can uh, like you can change the way the story plays out depending on like which replicants you go after first and stuff yeah like, it was a really cool game really cool game uh, and it was like a parallel story like you were a different guy yeah like you weren't supposed to be the Harrison Ford's character yeah I love that um but you did a lot of like investigations. You were investigating another case in parallel to that. So yeah, I like those stories where it's like, oh, cool. This isn't like trying to be the you know hit or miss, of course. Yeah. Um, but I'll just say the best, the ultimate best movie to video game uh, instance of all time is Goldeneye. <laughs> Load a rumble pack. You know how to use one of these? And see how it feels when 007 meets N64. 
Nintendo 64, the fastest, most powerful games console on earth. I mean, it goes without saying. <laughs> if you're just going to say the right answer, JM, can't argue with that. Yeah. I mean, it will never be bettered in yeah. all, you know, truthfulness yeah. because it was so... It was better than the movie. It was better than the movie and it was so fucking groundbreaking at the time as well. Oh my God. Have you seen that they just, uh, what was it, like that Microsoft, no, that Xbox Live Arcade, uh, it was supposed to come out on Xbox Live Arcade and then it never did for some reason or another. Okay. And now, like, the someone has, like, finally, you know, figured out the code or whatever, and now it's like, you can get it. And it works perfectly. Oh, nice. Yeah. I guess you use, like, emulators or whatever. But, yeah, um, I've tried to play it on an emulator, and I forgot how insane the control scheme was yeah. on those old, like, N64 controllers. How fucking crazy, man. Those but controls yeah, were insane, too. Yeah, but that's, so that's why this Xbox Live Arcade one is, is like, the holy grail, because it's all updated controls. Oh, so it's, like, playable. Yeah, so it's, like, you play it like an actual normal person would play a first-person <laughs> shooter. Now. It was so wild. It was insane. I'm like, what are these controls? How oh, did man. I ever do do well at this? Be really good at this? My old flatmate, um, we had an N64 in our old flat, and uh, he brought Goldeneye back from like his parents' house or something when he went home one one weekend, and he was like so nice. excited to play it. And um, he would, you know, he would always talk to big game. He was kind of like, oh man, I was like the best at Goldeneye when, you know, I was a teenager and all I did was like smoke loads of weed and play Goldeneye all the time when I was a student. And, you know, like you just, everyone says they were the best Goldeneye player ever. But we sat down to play Goldeneye. I had the exact same problem that you did where I just picked up the controller and I was like, what the fuck is this? I don't remember this <laughs> at all. And my brain can't, I can't regress my brain enough to like forget all of the subsequent um yeah control years control. of standardized yeah. fps controls yeah. so i was just like so i was hopeless but he genuinely might be one of the best golden Eye players <laughs> in the world <laughs> i was genuinely like oh fuck you were not lying at all yeah. you absolutely rule this game oh man nice yeah, there was a lot. Imagine of you like house. looking up at the sky, bumping into the walls. Yep, one hundred taking you out time and again, yeah. and you're like, "Wow, you are really good." Yeah, but then I saw, you know, then I would see him play with, you know, his other friends that, you know, were also equally, you know, as stoned and as, um, <laughs> and as uh, footloose and fancy free as he was in the nineties, and yeah. them all playing together how it's supposed to be played and he was still like just absolutely wiping the floor with everything nice. Man. yeah it was so good yeah it was four four player split screen yeah it was and there's just something man couch co-op so cool oh man what a game or couch versus i guess not co-op yeah you know what i mean god what a game yeah the story, like really the actual good. game itself, this you know, not the multiplayer. The story mode of the game was really good as well. Yeah, it had it loads was really of really cool. interesting levels and yeah, oh, insane just, gun just, sway. Yeah, and just that first level where you you know you're on the dam and then you get to the mm -hmm. end and you bungee jump off the yeah like the movie. Oh man, so fucking cool. That's yeah. the, that's the power of good 
games based on movies is that you know if it's if it's something that you really love say if it's a movie that you really love or something like that then it's like you get to just embody that moment in that movie you know or you just get to see yourself in your favorite films when it's done robbie yeah as a kid i didn't give a shit about that (laughs) i don't give a fuck about james bond i didn't give a fuck about james bond then i don't give a fuck about james bond now fair enough it's a good fucking game. It is a it good game. So good. I'm very excited. The laser watch. Oh man. <laughs> God, that game's so good. I'm very excited to see what IO do with the James Bond franchise. Yeah? Yeah. Cause I mean if it's anything like Hitman, it's gonna be one of my favorites. Oh nice. Like a a classy hitman oh well me and my friend were talking about it and we were like oh imagine if they made it so that you can play as so it's very similar format you know with like the sandbox you can mm-hmm. like approach missions in different ways but imagine if they made it so that like each level was kind of like uh a very distinct the same way it is in hitman but uh also like different time periods and then you could choose, instead of choosing just like a loadout for a generic James Bond, you choose which Bond to play as. Oh, nice. And then like, and then each, each Bond, you know, has their strengths and weaknesses depending on, you know, certain things. Uh, Box office revenue. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then, yeah, and then you could like jump into all these different eras as different Bonds. Oh, man, that would yeah. be so fucking sick. We've done some good fantasy movie game chat mm-hmm. on this episode. I guess I'll Wish throw you. out an honorable mention for Aladdin. Get this! At school I found this magic lamp, and I wished for Disney's Aladdin for my Sega Genesis. It's like the movie! I got to battle sword-slashing thieves and nasty palace guards and ride a blind carpet. And I still have two more wishes. <laughs> sega genesis and disney's aladdin game cartridge each sold separately oh yeah aladdin's really good aladdin on the mega drive slash sega genesis uh great game made uh directed by uh dave perry who you know did cool spa and earthworm jim (laughs) Uh, and nice. you know how much I love those games. And speaking of Cool Spot, because obviously I think I've talked on here before about how I used to record the music from Cool Spot onto a cassette <laughs> so that I could listen to it <laughs> while not playing the game. I did the same in Aladdin because the nice. the sixteen bit renditions of the songs from Aladdin were all fantastic. Yeah, that was a good one. Oh, I found this out as well because I think and it, it stuck with me and I wanted to mention it because I think you've mentioned... Did you mention a guy called Tommy Talarico before? I did. Uh, he produced some of the original music for the Aladdin game. Really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I saw that earlier on the Wikipedia while I was checking <laughs> some facts. Uh, yeah, and that one, that one leapt out at me. What, did you, what was it you... You, uh, did you choose one of his songs on our, on our yeah, song? Yeah, I think pod? so. Yeah, he uh, he he did the the soundtrack to Advent Rising. 
Ah, oh, that's it, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, he, he also marks among his achievements uh, <laughs> the Aladdin music. Nice. Yeah, that game which was, I was really, really cool. cool. It was gorgeous too. Oh. Like it had that that those all those animated clouds and like yeah. carpets and stuff like that. It's another one of those instances of you know, yes, it, you know it's you know big budget franchise, you know whatever Disney license this that, and the other, but like pe- the people who made that game, I just get the sense that you know they loved the movie, they loved animation, and they love video games. So it's just like this perfect marriage yeah of like of everything just coming together in the right place at the right time and it's, it's just such a great game yeah i love that. yeah I, I i like to think the devs were treated well in those days but i don't actually know like working conditions on like something like that i don't think were well they weren't in my mind at the time i was a kid but uh yeah, yeah. i don't know Wonder you mean in terms like of if- like how how hard it was for them to get these kind of games how mercenary it was yeah like whether it was just like you know it's disney and they've got big money and they're going to pay people to do the work and people are going to put their heads down and do the work or you know how much passion is involved you know yeah well i mean i mean disney interest in what they're doing disney then isn't the same disney now you know so maybe it was like maybe it was less um you know kind of like uh i don't know um, as you said, mercenary. I don't know. Disney then was very mercenary. Mm, I guess so. But video games is the video game industry is very different then as well. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I don't mm. know how, what what it was. Like, was it you know? But I, I I think the people doing the art on those games back then really enjoyed being on the cutting edge of things. Yeah, definitely. I, hope. I mean, there's no monolith, right? Different people. Yeah. <laughs> games would you like what movies would you like to see adapted into games besides uh honey i'm sure it's <laughs> um uh uh i don't know I, it's not really something that that i think about no me neither i just literally thought of the question just then yeah <laughs> I think I'd like um, to. I think I'd like to see. I think you could have a lot of fun with like a Bill and Ted game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially if it was a really like, like uh, just edutainment, like one of those educational games. <laughs> oh right, yeah. You know, <laughs> where in the world is Carmen San Diego stuff? Yeah. Where yeah. in time are Bill and Ted? And then, yeah, that would be fun. Meet Genghis Khan. Yo. Conquer who I conquer. Eat who I eat. Don't lose your head. <laughs> eat who I eat. That's from The Simpsons. It is. What's that? Is that that's a Troy McClure? No. Yeah, McClure? I think it, it, it's not Troy McClure. It's Lisa fantasizing about the school having a, a, a huge budget. Oh, or something yeah. Something like that. And like she puts on the VR helmet. And yeah. I, think it's, I think it is uh, Phil Hartman doing the voice. Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Hello, Lisa. I'm Attila the Hun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, Jim, that was a good one. Yeah? Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. I love talking about... Uh, just, I just love talking about old stuff. 
(laughs) (laughs) Oh, Robbie, you're an old man. That's true. That's what old people love to do. Hell yeah. Uh, Well, uh, that, I guess, is... That's that's us for this week, I think. <laughs> I guess. I'm terrible at Finish wrapping this strong. Up. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, what is it you always say? Uh, thank you, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, you, was, that was it. You nailed you it. Do, no, you do it. I can't do it. <laughs> I don't have one. We don't have an outro. Oh, do we not? No, okay. I try to remember to, you know, say the... the um, Oh, we say uh, uh, follow us on Twitter. At follow Devolver us on Digital. well, there's yeah, you gotta f- the follow the the call to action. Yep, follow at Devolver Digital yeah. on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, join the Devolver Digital Discord, and you can chat to us on there. We have a little forecast mm-hmm. channel. Um, mm-hmm. uh, join, uh, subscribe, like, fo- follow the <laughs> Twitch. Uh, Devolver Digital. No, wait. Twitch.tv Twitch.tv Digital. (laughs) (laughs) And you can uh, subscribe to the podcast on all of your favorite podcast things. Uh, Like the one you're using now. Yeah, just search for... Tell your friends to search for the Devolver Digital Forecast and and give them a little subscribe and tell them to listen to it. (laughs) Please. and that's the end of it i think yeah yeah thanks for listening (laughs) thanks for listening that's it thanks for listening (laughs) got there in the end okay right now i'm definitely